You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, presented by First Star Logistics. Dave Lapham, you can't take a vacation, my friend, because if you try <laughs> to take a vacation, you know there's going to be breaking news. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk about this big day as you were getting ready to leave. Brian Callahan ends up getting the head job at the Tennessee Titans, leaving an opening at the offensive coordinator position for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Zach Taylor named Dan Pitcher, always a great guest on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, and the new OC. And uh, happy to see Dan Pitcher, a young guy, you know, 37 years old. He's one of those top young coaches. And it wasn't just, you know, he just slid into the job because there was other teams out there interested in hiring Dan Pitcher for their offensive coordinator jobs. No doubt, Dave. And it's because what we talked about, um, you have to have a quarterback to win in the National Football League. The Cincinnati Bengals have developed an elite quarterback in Joe Burrow and an elite backup quarterback in Jake Browning. Um, so the quarterback room is the best in the National Football League. And, you know, who wouldn't want to be part of that elite quarterback room with the Cincinnati Bengals in the National Football League? And they've got Brian Callahan, the development of those guys, an opportunity to be a head coach with Tennessee Titans. And fortunately for the Bengals, the Tennessee Titans stepped up in a timely fashion because Dan Pitcher had five interviews being scheduled. And a lot of the teams around the National Football League wanted to talk to Dan Pitcher about being their offensive coordinator. And, uh, and for and for very good reason. Um, you know, so th the timing of it uh, couldn't have been better. Brian Callahan takes his, his opportunity and runs with it uh, to Tennessee. And, uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals uh, basically are able to uh, go through the process that they need to go through in terms of, you know, interviewing minority candidates and whatever the case may have been. And and, and then Dan Pitcher was the, the front runner the whole time because, you know, just like drafting and developing players, the Bengals believe in developing coaches as well. And Dan Pitcher has been with the Cincinnati Bengals as a coach for eight years. He's only coached for eight years. And now he's a coordinator in the National Football League. Coached at any level for eight years. He was a scout for four years with the Indianapolis Colts. So you talk about a guy that is bright, extremely intelligent, hard worker. Um, gonna be, he's a star, a rising star, going to be a superstar. And the Bengals did not want to lose uh, Dan Pitcher uh, to anybody else. Plus the fact, Dave, we know that relationships are a huge, huge factor in success at any level in the National Football League. We talked about it with Callahan. I think two of the big reasons Callahan got the opportunity to the Tennessee Titans. He has a message and knows how to communicate it exceptionally well. Great communicator. So is Dan Pitcher. Same thing. Has a big-time message, knows how to communicate it very well. Callahan, tremendous relationship builder with people of all levels. And Joe Burrow included. Dan Pitcher, ditto, same thing. Unbelievable guy, great relationship builder. He has tremendous relationships with all the players, all the coaches. And he and Joe Burrow are one plus one equals three. So, you know, I'm sure that number nine said, hey, you know, my vote is Dan Pitcher. If we can retain him at all, why, why break up the band? You know, let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back for an encore performance. And I, I do. I, I heard rumors that that Zach was thinking about giving up the play calling responsibilities to Brian Callahan next year because he was getting, you know, it was kind of burning him up a little bit, burning him out. But I don't think that'll be the case right off the bat with Dan Pitcher. I think Zach will probably retain play calling responsibilities until Dan, you know, adjusts to the to the role of the offensive coordinator. And 
I mean, if he shows, you know, a propensity to do it right away, maybe Zach will hand it off. But I'm not sure that it's immediately going to be handed off. It might, though. It very well could. But um, so now, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Brad Craig Thorpe uh, and coaching coach that group, you know, keep it all in the house. Because, Dave, the continuity is such a huge deal. You know, you might you might have, like we talked about, the quarterback room, best in the National Football League. What coordinator would not want to coordinate this Cincinnati Bengals offense with those with that ta- uh, duo, that tandem, uh, quarterback in the football team? You know, and it's and it's like, man, it, you 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 have that kind of a that kind of a situation. I mean, that, that that's tough to beat. So, I mean, you you could have drawn any offensive coordinator the interest to come interview, but with the Cincinnati Bengals, there are still many head coaching opportunities vacant in the National Football League. There's a shortage of good coordinators for all those opportunities with those position with those teams from a position group standpoint. So the Bengals wrapped up one that they know, they believe in. There's trust at all levels, back and forth, belief in each other, trust. Uh, you know, it's that's that's what it's all about. And with the organization, with the coaches, with the players, all levels. And you know, they don't lose a beat there. They don't have to take a step back, Dave. I mean, it's like. All right. Well, we're thinking of making some tweaks and some adjustments, but wait, we have a new coordinator. We got to let him get up to speed. He has to watch a lot more tape. We want his evaluation on who played well and who didn't. Now you're just—I mean, it's smooth sailing. You move right along. You don't have any hesitancy. You don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to take a step back. You don't have to stand in place. You're moving forward and, and moving on to the to the next uh, the next thing that you check the box in. Uh, from an off-season standpoint. So there's so many reasons why this makes total sense. And I'm glad the Cincinnati Bengals got it done. And uh, Dan Pitcher is more than deserving. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Dave, great great guest of uh, In the Trenches. We, we're going to miss Brian Callahan, but at least we got pitch. A little bit more on Dan Pitcher. As I said, 37 years old, uh, native of Cortland, New York, intended sunny Cortland College after – uh, starting at Colgate University, so you know right there he's 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 very bright. Oh yeah, uh, was a quarterback himself, and uh, after one year at Cortland uh, as a wide receivers coach, was hired by the Indianapolis Colts as a scouting assistant, and then became a pro scout with the Colts before being hired, I believe, by Marvin Lewis, which was one of the rumors that maybe. Uh, Dan Pitcher might be looking at the Raiders because Marvin Lewis just took a job with yep. them. And yep. then, uh, you know, started off as an offensive assistant for a couple years. 2019, moved to the assistant quarterback coach's job. And then in 2020, the year that Joe Burrow came to the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL draft, became the quarterback's coach. The role he's had since then. And uh, now the coordinator, like I said, 37 years old, Dave. And it's, you know, when when you played the game, I don't, I don't think there was very many 37-year-old coaches. There were more 37-year-old players than 37-year-old coaches. I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy. It really is. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the other thing you look at, Dave, from a from a, uh, a coaching, um, you know, group that you're putting together, egos. All, all guys that are at that level have egos. And, you know, they wouldn't be there if they didn't. I mean, you know, they're competitive. They've got a healthy ego, but can they keep it in check? And some of these big-time coordinators are people like, oh, man, you, are you kidding me? Joe Burrow and Jake Browning, you could have gotten any big-time coordinator you want. Well, 
what if that guy couldn't keep his ego in check? And Joe Burrow's like, this guy ain't for me. <laughs> you know what you have with the relationship between Joe Burrow and Dan Pitcher. And they both respect the hell out of each other. They both trust each other. Their egos are in check. It is. It's one plus one equals three. Why disrupt that? I mean, all, all teams in the National Football League are, how, how, how can we run this offense the Bengals are running? Well, geez, we don't have Joe Burrow. We don't even have Jay Browning. We don't have anybody as good as their backup quarterback. So, I mean, to keep somebody that both of those guys like, respect, trust, believe in, huge, massive, big time. Dave, something that we know, having had Dan Pitcher on multiple times on In the Trenches, was he has no problem getting in front of the camera and in front of a microphone. And today he showed that in his press conference. Uh, Zach Taylor introduced him, and Dan Pitcher had no problem just stepping forward and taking control of that press conference with the members of the media. And, um, you know, his answers to the questions that they had, he was pretty straight on point. And as you've said multiple times, why would you not want to be uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, with guys like Joe Burrow, Jake Browning, and you know Jamar Chase, when you have an offense that you can, you know, now put your little touches. Because as you know, assisting coaches, especially with the Bengals, the way it's done, you have Zach Taylor, you had Brian Callahan, Dan Pitcher, Frank Paul. Those offensive coaches all had input in what was going on offensively. But now you get a chance to have a little bit of a, a stronger voice when you become the actual offensive coordinator. So it's going to be interesting to see what any little wrinkles Dan Pitcher brings to it different from Brian Callahan. Yeah, Dan Pitcher had third down responsibilities. Third down is the money down. Third down is big down. Third down, um, when you're game planning for third down, it's easy to game plan for the rest of the football game. The third down game plan is hugely important, and he had that responsibility. Um, yeah, so it, it, I think I think you're right. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be what what else will Dan Pitcher, you know, uh, bring to the table? I mean, um, he he is uber talented extremely intelligent um and and i think he understands what you know don't get in the way <laughs> first and foremost you have an you have a talent like joe burrow like he said this was the front runner the whole time and like i said before the fact that brian callahan got that head coaching opportunity so quickly saved everything because if, if brian callahan was around for another month dan pitch would have had no choice but to go on those interviews, maybe even more than the five he already had scheduled. And what if somebody fell in love with him, didn't let him out of the building, the Bengals lose out on him. So, I mean, the, the timing of the whole thing, you know, is, is extraordinary. Brian Callahan gets his opportunity he's worked his life for. Dan Pitcher gets his opportunity he's worked his life for at the ripe old age of 37. So, I mean, it's, um, it's almost like the football god said, this is how it shall go. And, uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are going to benefit by it big time. Yeah, and pieces move in the NFL very quickly, as people saw with Brian Callahan. Once a team feels, hey, that's the guy we want to, they're going to make that decision. As you said, they're not going to let him out of the building when they get him in the building. But right. that, that brings me to my next question is uh, a guy that we're both very high on is Troy Walters. Uh, he, he now could be pushed forward maybe for some other jobs as an offensive coordinator. Absolutely. Like we said earlier, I think there's a shortage of viable candidates for the offensive coordinator positions. That seems to be, you know, um, the, the, the opinion that I'm getting talking to people around the league. It's like, man, all these opportunities for head coaches, 
Uh, did they have enough good candidates to fill the head coaching uh, opportunities? What about the coordinators? I'm not sure that there's enough viable candidates, viable options at the coordinator position. Might be a little bit, uh, you know, might be a little bit of a stretch there. Troy Walters, man, give him a shot. The, interview the guy. I mean, there's not one coach on the Cincinnati Bengals staff that has not been unbelievably impressed with how Troy Walters has handled the wide receiver room, the development of that talent. And and a lot of times, David, you know, I mean, you get, you get a bunch of guys, um, <laughs> you know, that are that good in the, in the same room, handling the personalities, not just the football part of it, but handling, you know, the human nature part of it. I mean, all of it is, is, uh, is <laughs> challenging and it can be daunting. And Troy Walters, handled it like a walk in the park and every single wide receiver loves them, respects them. Um, so yeah, in my mind, if he doesn't get uh, opportunity to go out there and at least interview for a coordinator position, I think it'd be a travesty. I really do. But you know, with that said, I hope like hell he's back here with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, working with that wide receiver crew that, that he works with so well and see if they can make a run at the Super Bowl. We're talking with Dave Lapham in the trenches, presented by First Star Logistics. And we caught Dave on vacation, trying to get, you know, recoup from the long season and what we do on In the Trenches. But uh, Lapp was willing to take some time away from his uh, little bit of rest uh, to talk about the news of Dan Pitcher. And, um, but that brings us to the, the next thing. We, we had Zach Taylor on earlier in the week on In the Trenches before you left. Right as Brian Callahan was within hours of being hired by Tennessee, and now Zach Taylor can get back to the focus that he talked to us in the trenches about was evaluating right now their own free the Bengals' own free agents, guys like T. Higgins. What what direction the team is going to go with guys who uh, that they still can maybe you know keep like a T. Higgins or what are they going to do with a DJ Reader and and so forth. So. Um, before we let you go here, Dave, what, what did you, now that you had a chance to kind of go through and, and watch what you and Zach talked about, what did you take away from the interview with Zach? You know, I, I, I do think that he's got, uh, he's got a handle on, on, uh, from an organizational standpoint, X, Y, Z, the steps to take. And, and like you say, Dave, the, the first thing is going to be, all right, who are we going to retain? Who are we going to let go? Um, how are we going to work salary cap to get that done? And like we talked about uh, with with some of the personnel, if if uh, if the Bengals don't retain T. Higgins, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a little bit upset. So he structured that contract from a bonus and deferral money and all that sort of thing. The cap hit with Joe Burrow's contract is not that huge this season. The Bengals still they're sixth in the NFL with salary cap space. So I mean, it, Joe did that with the intent of keeping his good friend and great player and great teammate T Higgins. So I, I, that one, that one's going to be in my mind, the most interesting, uh, interesting one to watch. But like we said, you know, uh, what's going to be left for Jonah Williams? Uh, you know, what's going to be left for, for DJ reader? How do they prioritize who they're going to keep? Is it like, or if Jonah gets out there, he's going to get so many offers. We, we don't think we're going to be able to match that, but if we let DJ go out there, being on the up on the wrong side of 30 years old with uh, a, a major injury, a patella tendon, you know, rupture that he's going to be rehabbing from. How many teams are going to say, eh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be as aggressive as I was. So, I mean, there are so many things to think about 
Um, and, you know, then, then you have to look at what's out there, what's available for other teams. You know, some, some years go, what's out there that you can bring in. And then when all that piece, uh, those two pieces of the pie are put in place, now you have the draft, you know, to, um, to basically round it out. And you look at last year's draft, eight for eight, eight draft picks, all eight had a role on the football team. And as the season progressed, those roles grew and everybody had a significant role when the season ended and some, uh, some, in, some injury, um, unfortunately ended seasons early for, for guys that were making major contributions. So that's life in the national football league. But yeah, I mean, Zach, they, they definitely have, they, they have a rhythm, they have a routine, you know, Duke Tobin's already done a hell of a lot of work with his scouting department uh, in terms of the free agency aspect of it and the college football draft part of it. The coaching staff's going to get up to speed as quickly as they possibly can. So the final deal is uh, what are they going to do at the quarterback position? Who's going to, who's going to fill in uh, for Dan Pitcher at the quarterback coaching role as he takes the coordinator spot and the odds on favorite Brad Craigthorpe, who's been unbelievably instrumental in, in what they've done in terms of offensive success. I mean, during the course of uh, course of the football game, you know, he's the guy that's eyeing the opponent's sideline and getting information as quickly as possible. Are they coming in with substitution personnel for nickel for dime packages? Immediately identify and get the information quickly to the play caller so he'll have as much time as possible to make accurate play calling decisions. He also, you know, documents, all right, on this particular second and seven, here's the front they were in, here's the coverage they were in. And then he'll be able to say, geez, you know, uh, 54% of the time, here's what they've done on third and seven or more. Here's what they've done on third and five or more. The last third and seven, here's what they did. I don't know if they're going to do that again, but that's what they did the last, all that information. And uh, so he's been heavily, heavily involved uh, from a, uh, not only a game planning standpoint, but game day execution standpoint. And, and I think if, if they can still continue to promote from within and feel comfortable about the development of the people they're promoting from within, the train stays on the track. I mean, you know, it doesn't miss a beat and onward and upward it goes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know Joe, Joe Burrow has a, has a, a strong affinity for him and it's, uh, the feelings reciprocal. So bottom line, I think that unless there's some big shock as to who might be out there as a viable candidate to coach quarterbacks for the Cincinnati Bengals, I think Brad Craigthorpe will be getting that nod probably sometime early next week. And for those who don't know about Craigthorpe, there, as you said, there are ties to Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe's first year at LSU, Craigthorpe was on the staff at LSU working with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Yep. And then uh, he came to the Bengals in 2019 and then was here as an offensive assistant in 2020 when the Bengals drafted Burrow. So there, there is a previous history before the Cincinnati Bengals between Joe Burrow and Coach Craig Thorpe that makes perfect sense. As, as we've talked about throughout this whole uh, podcast was the Cincinnati Bengals have become about relationships. Right. And, and, and it's not just players having relationships with each other. It's coaches having relationships with each other and coaches having relations with players and no one better to have that relationship with than Joe Burrow, the franchise quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, Dave, we sit there, we, we talk and he, he's another one of these young guys. He's 31 years old. And 
I've heard a lot of, you know, talk about him being, he's another one of those guys that here in the next three, four, five years, you're probably going to be talking about him in the same breath as the, the Dan Pitchers and the Brian Callahans as he continues to find his way and earn his way in the NFL. Well, the good thing is uh, Dan Pitcher, Brad Craigthorpe, I mean, a lot of these guys that we're talking about, Troy Walters, they're unbelievably intelligent, but to add to it, they have a tremendous work ethic. It's not like, yeah, you know, I'm smarter than you. I'll figure out a way to shortcut this. You know, I don't have to spend, I don't have to grind. You guys, it's sick. You know, you guys are crazy. They are smart grinders. I mean, you can't have a better combination than that. So they, they don't, uh, they don't, they don't short the, the position. They give it everything they've got. And, and that's the, that's the thing. I mean, this, this coaching staff in its entirety, uh, they are just, they are, they work, man. They work and whatever it's whatever it takes, whatever sacrifices have to be made that have to be made, they make them. And I, I know the players respect it because, you know, Joe's the same way. Now we both know that Joe Burrow's a grinder, man. <laughs> Joe Burrow is all about football. And if you're a coach, that's not all about football. Joe Burrow ain't going to be all about you because he's given you everything he's got in with the mindset that is all about the game. So you got to, you got to give it back. You got to reciprocate. It can't be a one-way street. And that's the thing. They know what these coaches are made of. They know what Joe Burrow's made of and they know that it fits. They know that the relationships are strong, that those relationships have, have built, been built over five years with Zach Taylor four years with Joe Burrow. Why take a chance on bringing somebody in from the outside? It may it might may work out better, but it may work out a hell of a lot worse. So if you've got something you're comfortable with and you believe in, do it. If you've not been paying attention on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham this month since the season ended, uh, you need to be checking out some interviews. One, we had Dan Pitcher earlier in the month. That video is already up on YouTube and also anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to the audio of it. But we also had uh, Troy Walters. We talked about Zach Taylor. Today we released, which we're recording this on Thursday, uh, Jake Browning after the season has ended. We also have Ted Karras coming up. And I know you are, uh, and Darren Simmons is coming up also on laps on vacation, enjoying himself. But I know that you're already working on getting the Bengals' new offensive coordinator, Dan Pitcher, to be on in the trenches when you return. Absolutely. Yep, Dan will be uh, be a guest. It'll be the first time we podcast with Dan uh, Pitcher, Dave, as, as the offensive coordinator, and uh, looking forward to that. Very excited for him, very happy for him. It is well-deserved and well-earned, as we talked about. Um, he is <laughs> he is totally committed. And uh, the organization – it's uh, it's 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 a mutual admiration society. The Cincinnati Bengals think they have an up and coming star. Uh, Dan Pitcher will be forever thankful to the Cincinnati Bengals for giving him the opportunity. And it's it's you know it's a marriage made in heaven, uh, as they say. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this unfolds. And uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to miss a beat. In fact, I think they're going to be astuteful as they say, as uh, as the offseason progresses and adjustments are made from a personnel and schematic standpoint, can't wait till next year. It's going to be very interesting to see when and where the Bengals 
matchup against Brian Callahan's Tennessee Titans. The Titans are on the schedule, uh, but we and, and we know we know that it's on the road. I shouldn't say where, but when. When are they going to play the Titans? They're going to be playing down in old Nashville, and that's a great town. There's no question about it. But how early in the season? How late in the season? It's going to be a, it's going to be a very very interesting and emotional game for sure. We want to thank Lap for taking time off of his vacation to talk about the hiring of Dan Pitcher as the Bengals' offensive coordinator. As always, presented by First Star Logistics. We cannot ever say enough good things about the people at First Star Logistics and everything they do for us on In the Trenches and on the First Star Media Group. And Dave, enjoy the rest of your time away. Recharge that battery and be ready to come back and kick more butt on In the Trenches with you. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dave. And, uh, yeah, we want to thank In the Trenches. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals have given all these coaches an opportunity. Well, First Star Logistics gave us an opportunity, Dave, to do In the Trenches. And I know it's uh, – it's, it's something that it, it's a it's a labor of love for both of us, and it's a big time love. And uh, I know nobody works harder than you do, Dave, uh, with respect in the trenches. And I certainly do appreciate it, and I appreciate it. And I know all the people that uh, enjoy in the trenches uh, appreciate you as well. And um, so let's let's just keep it rolling, man. Let's keep working, Dave. Well, I know where you're at because I know you're at the First Star Logistics Beach House. Oh, baby, it's and, nice. And I had a chance to go down there the week that they played Jacksonville and spent about six days, and I totally – I miss it. I, I can't wait to go back. So I know where you're <laughs> at, and I know what, the breeze coming off that ocean into the house and all the different things that you and the wife can do while you're down there and the, the food and everything. And it's, I, I I just know that you're having a great time on your vacation. and I, But I also know – you can't wait to get back and get back to work. No doubt. No doubt. It's high cotton down here. It's good living, man. There's no question about that. This place is palatial. I mean, it is. You talk about there is not an amenity that this place does not have. An amenity does not exist. This this is a, a fashion piece, man. It's Any realtor would, would love to be able to list this and show, show everything that's going on at this piece of property because – it's stronger than new rope, as you know. For Dave Lapham, this is Dave Burke. Be sure to check out In the Trenches on YouTube at the Dave Lapham In the Trenches channel or on the First Star Media Group channel or wherever you get your podcast. Lap, as always, appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Who day? Who day? Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.